Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio, your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. Got my name is Lauren Brooks, a past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. This is Evan McLeod from NWA New York. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacob. PQ Money here, revenant on Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. Shame it. The Celtic Warrior. Yeah. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. My name is Kyle Cruz. I will be joined by my co-host, Justin Time, in just a moment. But, of course, we're here for the next hour as your prelude to WWE NXT. I believe tonight is an elimination episode, which I'm calling it right now. Eli Cottonwood is gone tonight. Just a hunch here. Um, Folks, if you want to... Go ahead and call me up and really get into the conversation. We have a lot to talk about. Of course, WWE Raw last night, NXT tonight, SmackDown. TNA had their Victory Road pay-per-view this past Sunday night. And, uh, and, and the huge news, uh, as, as huge news as TNA can really produce these days, uh, as, as they have uh, this, this new ECW-like faction plan, and, and uh, the, the season have been planned over the past couple of weeks, and now looks like they're going full-fledged with it especially after last night's TNA Impact tapings. We're going to talk about that as well. If you want to go ahead and call me up, join the show, call us up at area code 646-915-9116. Once again, the number is area code 646-915-9116. And you know what, guys? We're just going to just delve right into the calls right now. We have a caller calling in from the 818 area code. I think that's a California call, but let's go ahead and see. The 818 818, you're on the air. Please state your name and where you're from. If the 818 would be me, I am the master of the mic, the one, the only, mouth of the West, GQ Money. How's it going, GQ, man? What's going on, buddy? It, it's been a long time, man. How you been? I've been absolutely excellent. I have been working hard, and I am trying to pop and do some very fun and cool things. And that's why I wanted to call you guys up and relay my excitement and enthusiasm and, 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 and overall exuberance for what I got going on this Sunday at my gym, our new Fit Pit Pro Wrestling shows. Tell everybody what's going on. And, well, first of all, let's back up. For those people that don't know about the Fit Pit, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, uh, just explain, just tell everybody what you guys are doing out there and what you really hope to accomplish there. Sure. My, my intended mission is to have a wrestling school that truthfully is unlike any other wrestling school. Every single school around the country can teach you how to wrestle, but as we've seen over the course of the last five to ten years, no one's producing those entertaining superstars, and that's where GQ Money and the Fit Pit comes in. I've teamed up with the world's strongest man, Scott Mendelson. You can Google him, S-C-O-T Mendelson. Look him up. He's a bench presser who's bench pressed over 1,100 pounds. Crazy guy. 
Anyways, we're in a new 15,000 square foot facility with all the weights you want, with the ring, with the mats. We've got the setup and we've got the know-how to turn you not only into a pro wrestler, but into a pro wrestling superstar that can entertain the masses with their overall charisma and character development. Sounds good, man. Now, what's going on with with your school and, 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 uh, and with the fifth pick coming up this Sunday night? Sure. Sunday night we present Run, Rookie, Run. Uh, you know, uh, I do have a softer style with my school. I try to make it a lot more fun, a lot more accessible to wrestling fans who've always wanted to, you know, just get involved. Uh, it's not that... For me, uh, you don't have to come to a wrestling school and want it to be your life, and it doesn't have to be your career. I mean, everyone goes to the schoolyard or everyone goes and plays the sports they like, a pickup game of football, a pickup game of basketball. Wrestling's not that sort of thing. I like to make my school something more accessible like that, where you're coming and you're getting a great workout. You're coming and you're having a lot of fun doing what you love, and it doesn't have to be your life, and we don't have to beat the ever-loving hell out of you. But now on the contrary, I do have my guys who've been working with me for the last year and have been doing great, and I think it's time for, for them for a little while to go through a little uh, what I'll call initiation. And that's why I had brought in uh, the 350-plus pound punk rock powerhouse brawling Bo Cooper to kind of handle the rookies. And I'm calling this show Run, Rookie, Run because all my guys better worry because they're in for just a hurting this week. I'm going to put them under the line on a sacrifice. And, in fact, AC Spade is going to be signing a specific waiver that's going to release the fifth pit of all liability you know, so he wants he wants his chances to you know at the belt. Last show at our tournament of champions, AC Spade actually became the first ever champion, and in a completely idiotic move by the naive youngster, you know, who, who's passionately just just going for it. But you know, he put his foot in his mouth when in a promo post match he said, "I'll take anyone on any time." Out came Bo blindsiding him, hitting him with the big DVD. It's over, one, two, three, Bo's the new champ. Spade wants that rematch, and he's coming out right now. So the only way we were able to give it to him was if he actually would sign this waiver. Because, I mean, in truth, Bo really hurt him last time, and I can't have that type of liability on my hands. Definitely. So what, what else can, uh, can fans expect from this Sunday? Dude, they can expect get this. All right, all right. There's going to be a natural disaster in Chatsworth, California, because we have managed to sign the human tornado in a special superstar spotlight challenge match against another MTV Wrestling Society ex-wrestler, Jarrell, or I should say Jacob, Marcus, Ryan, Diaz. This one's going to be off the chain. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. First of all, uh, man, I have seen both of those guys in person. I, just, just from personal experience, folks, if you have not seen these two guys on TV or live, you need to go see these guys. Folks, if you're anywhere near Chatsworth in California, you have to make it out to, to the show. Now, uh, before we get any further, where can people, you know, look up the Fit Pit and, and get more information about, about all the, that you're doing right now? Sure. Check out the website at www.makemeaprowrestler.com because that's what every one of my guys wants to be. They want to live the dream, and I'm giving them that opportunity. It's more than just getting in the ring and having wrestling matches. It's a lot more than that. You'll actually see when we post some promos up next week, you know, everyone can all these other schools and all these other places around SoCal that may have these trainers. Sure, they teach you how to wrestle. 
They don't make it fun. They just make it so you can go and wrestle on a show. But wrestling on a show is not what wrestling's all about. You want the glitz, the glam. You want the charisma. You want the panache, the style and flair and savoir-faire and everything that's in between. So instead of putting up, like, training videos to show you what my training's like, my guys' skills speak for themselves at the shows. So what we're going to be putting up is we're going to be going up to this badass go-kart place this week, and we're going to go and get, you know, and we're going to go full out how we do. And we're going to show you that, because that's going to be a lot more entertaining. But if you want to see wrestling, you come to the Fifth Pit Sunday in Chatsworth, California. Make me a ProWrestler.com for more info. Tickets are only 10 bucks. You can buy them online. You can buy them on the door. It's going to be crazy. Oh, that's the one thing that has been missing for a while. It's just every time that you've come on, I believe I had you on about a year ago before the XPW show. And uh, just, just one of the compliments that, that I always got about that interview is, is you know, how, how much uh, excitement, how, how hyped you always are. And, you know, if you don't mind, just explain just a little bit how important um, the, the entertainment side of the business is, even uh, in some companies like your WWE's, where that is a little bit more important than your in-ring style. Sure. I mean, I, I come from that WWE philosophy of it is sports entertainment. And while you do have to know how to wrestle, you know, I'm probably the only wrestling school who I believe tells it like it is and tells you that there's much more to being a great wrestler than knowing how to wrestle. And in fact, being a great wrestler is probably the least important thing about, you know, if you want to at least make a big career out of it. I mean, if you're doing it for the love of the sport and that's your thing, you go do it and you go train, practice hard, go have your strong style matches, go have your lucha matches, go wrestle every week, go get your injuries, go do it all. And when all of a sudden you're 35 years old and you're not making so much money and your body's falling apart and you're hurting and you're limping and all that and you're saying, what did I do it for? You know you did it for the love and the passion. There's nothing wrong with that and I've been involved in, in, in living that way as well. But what I like to do is to get people, like I said, to live the life of fun. I mean, this is fun, and in doing fun, you make things exciting. And by doing things exciting, you could, you could change the expectations of people and bring up the overall entertainment value. I mean, you're going to get much more than a wrestling show at, at this Sunday show. Uh, I just have a different vibe. And, and if I can say one more thing about this, you know, on the SoCal scene, I started noticing there's so much going on. You got the NWA, you know, the NWA is coming onto local TV in Southern California, representing three different companies out here. You got uh, Chaos, who actually opened up a new location for his school, competition to me. You know, everyone's stepping up their game. SoCal Pro Wrestling, you know, putting out action figures. Everyone's stepping up their game. So it's kind of like this new time to make things happen. I've had these crazy, wacky ideas for so many years, and I've never actually acted on execution. And at this point in my life, I figure this is what I love. This is my passion. This is my desire. And I'm going to put something out that's going to entertain the people. I'm not trying to be a national powerhouse. I'm trying to actually, I'm saying it right now, I want to put a product out that will become the new dominating force in Southern California pro wrestling. It may take me a year, it may take me two, but this is the new intended direction. This is the new attitude and vibe. I mean, it's time to go to war again. GQ Money back in the XPW days was a loudmouth who spoke his mind. For the last five, six years or so, I've humbled myself down. I've become what we'll say is more respectful to everyone around, and it hasn't been as much fun for me. So I want to make it fun. I am on fire these days. I don't sleep anymore. I work 20 two of 24 hours, 
just having ideas circulating through my brain and blood. This is just truly an exciting time for me. And in saying this, I also noticed there's something new going on in SoCal about this Project MFC something that I don't know what's going on, secretsofprowrestling.com. But I'm going to actually invite them to have an opportunity to do something at the Fifth Pit as well and tell what their plans are because I have this feeling it's this dude K-Ross from uh, SoCal Syndicate. They tried to launch something a month ago. Uh, and oh, doing man, so, don't bring but, him up again, man. Well, well, okay, but in doing so, he actually made a comment that he was the best mic man in Southern California or something like that. And, of course, I took exception to that. I made a comment challenging him. And at that point, he actually removed the comment from Facebook. And, you know, and then, it, as we all know the history, it all fell apart. Based on what's coming up there, i got to say that if this is this guy, come on into my show. Come on into my ring. I want to go mic to mic. I want to go debate. I want to go promo for promo. I don't know what you want to call it. But like I said, it's time to start a war, and I will verbally just run your ass out of the building, whoever you are. Call me. We'll make it happen. We'll arrange it. This is truly going to be an amazing night. I appreciate you letting me call. I'm ranting on and on. But this is the passion I have right now for putting out a product that can truthfully do something that just entertains people. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm an expect the unexpected kind of guy, and you can expect the unexpected this Sunday night. I know I'm competing against WWE, but if you're in Southern California and you want to see live wrestling action, this is the place to be. You can check it out at the Fit Pit, 9145 Deering Avenue, Chatsworth, California, 91311. For everybody in that, that's in Southern California or just all around, you need to go here. Make wait, wait, it's even forward. better than Southern California, Kyle. Wait, Kyle, it's better than Southern California. It's actually in the porn capital of the world. The porn capital of the world. Chatsworth, See, California. I, <laughs> in the poor capital of the world. For everybody, everybody, you need to go here. Make me a Speak- pro wrestler.com. Speaking of porn capital, did you hear that, yes. that my former yes. boss, Rob Black, is free? I heard about that. Have you spoken to him recently? I don't know if I can reveal that information due to risk of being indicted by the government myself. It's something <laughs> maybe we'll expound upon in future discussions. We might have to talk about that off the air, but all right. <laughs> just, just, just keep that in the back of your mind. GQ, thank you for the time. Thanks for calling in, man. Once again. Thank you, man. I make, appreciate the opportunity. No problem. Make me a ProWrestler.com. Run, Rookie Run, coming up this Sunday night. Folks, do not miss it. Thanks for the time, buddy. Peace. Thanks, man. GQ Money joining us right here on the Atomic Drop Show. Always a good time when he's on the air. Of course, I believe I I interviewed him. Oh, it, it was last July. I think it was actually a, a year ago where it, it was in preparation for the XPW um, 10th anniversary show, and I had him on the air, and, and, and that was one of the interviews where I, I got a lot of compliments for. And you know, GQ Money, say what you will about him. He's you know he's uh, he has somewhat of a reputation out here, but. If nothing else, he, he always brings the energy, he always brings the excitement, make me a pro com and run run rookie run featuring appearances from guys on the local scene, from the national scene. Humor Tornado just, just you know, Humor Tornado just by himself is amazing. So folks, if, if you are anywhere near what he says, uh, is the porn capital of the world I don't know too much about that, but uh, Chatsworth, that's where it is, the Fit Pit.
go there on Sunday. In the meantime, makemeforwrestling.com is where you need to go for all the information on that. So big props, big thanks to GQ calling in. Just unexpected. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. And, of course, you know, getting back to the national scene, of course, last night WWE had its go-home show, its go-home Raw before the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And I thought that for the most part it was a thumbs-up show. You know, um, there was obviously, you know, some campy comedy, especially with the whole uh, Carol Brady, right? I think that was the first thing. Carol Brady. But the, the, the mother from the Brady Bunch, Florence Henderson, she she was on on the show, and there was some you know some, some pretty bad comedy on that show, especially when it came to that six man or eight man tag team match with uh, I believe it was Santino. Oh God, let me see. I think it was Santino, the Great Kali, and Goldust, and uh, Vladimir Kozlov against. It was William Regal. Primo Cologne, Doink the Clown, and somebody else I forgot. By the way, where did they dig up Doink the Clown from? I don't know. I mean, has has he been relevant at all in the past 15 years, just at all? I mean, you know, every now and then, you know, these so-called legends would will just pop up anywhere. But Doink the Clown, come on, really? That's pretty bad. One one other thing about Florence Henderson as well, she asked the Raw audience last night if they were feeling groovy, and there's something just quite wrong with uh, somebody, anybody, especially if it's Florence Henderson, asking a WWE crowd or just a wrestling crowd in general if they're feeling groovy. That doesn't seem right to me. The bill to Money in the Bank has been really, really solid, especially with the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, on the Raw side. And I'm really looking forward to that, especially there was a, the uh, the match last night, the featured match between Edge and uh, uh, Edge and Randy Orton. And um, man, I think that Randy Orton now he is without a doubt the most over babyface, of course, next to John Cena, in the entire company. I don't think Ray Ray can touch him. Um, Probably the Undertaker and, and Orton are probably at the same popularity level. Respect Taker all the way, but as, as far as being over, as far as being popular, right now Randy Orton is, is, is really finally in that top three, that mix of Undertaker, John Cena, and now Randy Orton himself. And so Randy Orton, is especially, especially, oh man, after what he pulled off last night on Raw. Uh, there was an instance where after that Randy Orton uh, edge match, Evan Bourne came out of the ring, and he was about to perform the shooting star press, the inner Bourne, as they call it. But Randy Orton, when Bourne was in midair, he got up off of the mat, and he RKO'd Evan Bourne straight down to the canvas. Just imagine that. I mean, they replayed it from several different angles, and it was a beautiful sight. I I cannot say enough good things about that. But Randy Orton hits the shooting star KO. Made that one one up myself. The shooting star KO on Evan Bourne, and Randy Orton right now seems to be on the fast track 
to winning money in the bank, uh, the Raw version of, of that match. But also, when you think about that, that match as well, the, the money in the bank match on the Raw side, let's go down. Let's go on the list here. We have Mark Henry, who was a last-minute addition, especially after uh, R-Truth was taken out of, of the matchup, which, by the way, I was speaking with Takaris last week on this show for all of, of you guys. I believe we talked about it on the after show, which is available to all to all, uh, to all uh, people that download the show after the fact. But I was speaking with him, and, and we wondered, we questioned out loud why R-Truth was – you know, we, we question why R-Truth was taken out of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, it turns out that it turns out that um, Truth was injured. He, he had a severe groin injury that forced him to pull out. So Mark Henry was named his, his replacement. Now, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm, I'm not too excited about the fact that Mark Henry is going to be replacing R-Truth here. Just Mark Henry in a ladder match in general seems like a tent to me. But, but but that's fine. You have Mark Henry, Randy Thornton, John Morrison, Evan Bourne, Edge, Chris Jericho, Ted DiBiase, and The Miz. And let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something real quick. The Miz is he, – he, he seems like even more of a guy that's on the fast track who can really use this money in the bank briefcase and really get, you know, get that briefcase and use that exposure to really pre- – to really propel himself to main event status, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But right now on the line, we have calling Mr. California once again. Mr. California, how's it going tonight, man? Going good. How about you, man? How's it going, brother? It's going all right, man. It's going well. Brother, I'm so fucking excited, man. Thanks for having me once again, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm so excited, man. We're just a couple of days away, brother. couple of days. A couple of days Couple of but days away from the XWW show, man. I, I'm, I told you, dude. I'm still there. It's still dollar beers, right? That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> down, bro. I'm telling you, dollar beer food. You're gonna have a uh, high flying, hard hitting action, and you're gonna have the sick death matches that uh that uh, we bring to you, brother, like Big Japan style and ZZW style. You know, and of course, here we have a little bit of West Coast mix. You know what I mean? Right, man. I, I'm telling you, you, you were on the show la- last week, and you you ran down your entire card, and it looked stacked on paper. And I, you know, I will definitely be there on Saturday because it, it sounds like a can't miss show. It, 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 you can't miss it, brother. It's a, it's a little bit of everything, you know. Like I, like I said, a lot of people, like like I told you last time I was on last Tuesday, uh, discriminate. They talk, they talk stuff. People talk good, talk bad. It don't matter, you know. As long as you show up, you know, you pay your ticket. You're gonna watch it, and you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be satisfied with you what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? From top, from the beginning to the end, brother, it'll be it's gonna be a great show. You know what I mean? And for those li- listeners that didn't catch the show la- last week, uh, just name off some of the matches that are on tap for for the show. Actually, today, right? actually, 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 I got the list right here in front of my face, brother. I'm gonna start off. Uh, let's start off with the with the with the beginning of the show. You know what I mean? So uh, okay. the opening the match, brother, is going to be uh, Pinky, Pinky Santino, brother, a guy from the Santino Bros Academy out of Chaos's mm-hmm. Camp. And he's going to be actually a guy that uh, – actually a newcomer to the to the SoCal scene, uh, Southern California scene, you know. Uh, um, he goes by the name of Tony the Shark Scamino, brother. This guy got trained. Uh, he, he's actually a, a rookie, brother, but he got trained by a, 
Little Guido, man, Nunzio, brother from uh, ECW, yeah. uh, WWE days, brother. He, he, uh, he's uh, he, so he's coming with uh, with uh, with uh, the Italian gimmick and uh, you know the the Italian attitude. You know those Italians are mean. But um, it's gonna be Pinky Santino versus Tony the Shark Camino. Uh, of course, uh, in our second match is gonna be also local, another Santino Academy guy versus uh, I guess is uh, your boy or, or you know is a Steel Cage Radio's boy, uh, Rick Ellis, brother. Rick Ellis versus also Logan in the second match. Then our third match is going to be a, a mixed tag team match, an intergender tag match. Uh, Thunder, uh, Tiger Kid and Amanda versus Playboy and uh, Thunder Kitty, brother. And then after that, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a uh, the Santino Bro, the Santino Bros 2.0, Chris Chaos, the the founder of the Santino Bros Academy, and Joey Rico Dynamite, one of his other students, versus Famous B. And uh, extreme local brother, and then, and then in our semi-main event, this is where the the, the death match begin, all the blood, all the gruesome, all the violence. Uh, uh, Team XWW, Amos the Strangler, and Mars Olsen versus Carnage, and you suicide, you suicide, Team UEW brother. And then of course in the main event brother, and a no roll Bob wire, uh, uh, thumbtacks and syringes gimmick, and whatever Masada brings, because you know he's a crazy guy. From and whatever he brings and his arsenal, of course, uh, the big Japan, uh, big Japan badass, the superstar, international deathmatch superstar, he likes to be called Masada versus, uh, you know, the the founder and the CEO of XMU, myself, the hardcore enforcer, Mr. California, brother. So that's that's the card, brother. And we have a lot of guys that they're kidding me up on you know MySpace, Facebook, emailing me. They want to be part of the show. I tell them, you know, the show's already booked. Uh, I I can do so much, but you never know, man. We have some surprises, you know. You never know who could be doing a run-in. You don't know if it's a Supreme, maybe we'll do a run-in. You don't know. Old school, maybe maybe Pogo the Clown. You never know, brother. We have, we have some surprises, so you got to show up, brother. Trust me, man. I will be there. The event is coming up this Saturday night, July 17th. Doors open at 720. Bell time is at 820-4542 North Tech Road in El Monte, California. Ultra-violent revenge from XWW. Now, I have a question. You, you yeah. how how exactly does one really go about uh, g- going into the ultraviolet style? I mean, it's like do I I don't think a, a lot of wrestling schools you know teach the ultraviolet route, but like how 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 does a student or or how does a young wrestler really get noticed um, uh, on the ultraviolet hardcore wrestling scene? <laughs> Well, let me tell you the truth, brother. I'm 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 gonna be honest with you and straightforward. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to be noticed in the hardcore, scene, I mean, in the deathmatch scene, just alone, brother. Like it took Supreme a long time to get noticed. You know what I'm saying? Now he him like a lot of people they say that him and Chaos brought West Coast deathmatch to uh, to California, and I'm absolutely correct. You know he, they did. You know and Angel too, Angel the hardcore homo, formerly known as the hardcore homo. Those those are the guys. They kind of, you know, pioneered the deathmatch scene in the West Coast, but uh, but then 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 there came a new breed like myself, you suicide and carnage, brother. With the, with the guys now, they're like, you know, the Supreme. He's still wrestling, but not as much, you know. But uh, myself, I'm probably the, the the guy that's actually doing the most right now besides carnage and you suicide. But uh, but uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, to get noticed in something like this, brother, is uh, you gotta do some sick matches. You gotta bleed all over the place. You gotta just sacrifice your body, man, and this and, and, and this kind of style matches. You gotta prove yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go out there and you see, I like to call myself a hybrid wrestler, brother. I like to I like to uh, you know do the spots, do the do the chain wrestling, 
do the do do everything and what you see in the WWE or TNA, and then and involve the weapons. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go, if you do it, like I like to say, I, I don't, I'm not going to diss anyone. I know a lot of people in the deathmatch scene. You know, you have the fat guy version deathmatch that you just swing shit at each other. You just hit each other and you just fall, and then you know you hit each other and fall, and you really don't have moves or you really don't do any spots involving weapons. So. That's not really the art of deathmatch. <clears throat> if you want to be considered a, a professional deathmatch worker and, and want to be considered one of the best in the world, you gotta fight, you gotta be a hybrid deathmatch worker. Yeah, like a Drake Younger, like Masada, you know, a JC Bailey. They 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 like in putting weapons into into what they do. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much, you gotta just uh, bruise, uh, sacrifice your body, brother, to to to, to be recognized in the deathmatch scene, or people won't take you seriously. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely true. I mean, I, you mentioned the sacrifice. I mean, like, just, just talk about just the sacrifice that you have to make. Of course, not not only obviously your your body, but you know your family. I mean, I mean, just, just talk about. I mean, it, 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 it's it must be even more of a sacrifice, even more so than than being just a wrestler in general, but especially doing that 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 type of style. How? Explain how that's affected you, not just per, uh, just professionally, but personally as well. Personally, man, I, I'm telling you the truth, man. I'm, I, you know, I've been married for two years, brother. My wife hates death matches, brother. She despises it. She tells me not to write. She's been telling me she's going to leave me because if I don't stop doing that, but I don't listen, you know what I mean? And she's not ever going to leave me. She just jokes. She just lies to me. But pretty much, you know, I got, I got three kids of my own. Uh, I look at them every, every day, you know, before, you know, I do my shoot job or whatever you want to call it. You know, or before I go into a match like my like I'm gonna do the 17th, and I don't know if I'm gonna see him again. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you never know. That, that's what these matches are called, death matches, brother. You don't know if you can die in them. You don't know. If they, they they it's so much you put your life on the line that you could die that moment or you will survive it. You know, and thanks to God, I survive every single one of them. But but it's you put your your family in state like your family. We'll be there, you know, my family's going to be there that day, the 17th. They, they cry. My wife cries. My mom cries. You know what I mean? They, they tell me, how can you prove, bleed? How can you land on those ridiculous weapons? How can you scar your body up like that? And I say, because I love that style of, of wrestling. You know what I mean? People may call it junk wrestling. People may call it backyard wrestling. But it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's more than that, brother. It's, it's my style of wrestling. It's Masada style. It's suicide style. Supreme. All these guys. So you got to sacrifice your family. Your well-being, brother, your body, everything you have, just to be, just to be call yourself a deathmatch again, and people take you seriously. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put everything on the line that night or any night you you do this kind of matches. You know what I'm saying? I this, this I, I will give you all of the credit in the world to step in that ring and do what you do because I'm I'm telling you right now, I could not do it. It it, it takes a lot of, of guts to do what you do. Um. I gotta ask though. I mean, you know, since since everything, you know, since, since you really have to sacrifice everything with your body, with your family, with your friends, everything like that. Any sort of regrets at all as, as far as the the type of wrestling that you went into? Regrets? Never, brother. Never. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm the, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm the pioneer of the of the bear. I'm the one who brought it to the West Coast. I'm the I'm the pioneer of the syringe deathmatch out here in the West Coast. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I, I when I went in, uh, maybe uh, in October when I wrestled Masada for the first time back in 2009, 
we did the we did the light tube thumbtack syringe gimmick for the first time out here in the West Coast. We debuted it. We made the debut out of that match out here. Uh, and, but uh, I was kind of when I when I brought those syringes and I saw those syringes coming in and I said I was like man I was kind of like you know like I don't know about all that man you know I mean that's kind of too crazy. But then I just said man you know I I, I got to do it and I did it. I, I begin I kind of regret it the syringe but then I. But then I was like, ah, oh, man, fuck this shit. I'm going to do it, man. And I did it. You know what I mean? But besides, besides the, the syringe, I have no regrets of doing this. I'll do it over and over and over. All the scars and everything I have on my body, I'll never give them to you. I'll never regret them. I, I love them. You know what I mean? I love them. It's my life, brother. They're my medals. All those scars I have on my body. I have a lot of scars, man. <laughs> a lot. With every scar... It, you wear it like a badge of honor, so I understand that. I mean, it like I said, it takes a lot of of uh, of, of, uh, of of guts for you to go out there and do what you do on a regular basis, and you could see what Mr. California and XWW present as they have ultra violent revenge coming up this Saturday night, July seventeenth. Doors open at seven twenty, bell time at eight twenty four five fourteen North Peck Road in El Monte, California. Did you want to uh, say anything else before I'm going to have to let you go, buddy? But, but yeah, just, you know, I, I think the Atomic Drop Show, I know last time I got a little bit messed up with it, but it's the Atomic Drop Show. I know what it is. You know what I mean? I also do shows with the uh, with Austin Bonfire Radio, but you guys, I know you guys do the Atomic Drop, but I'd like to thank the Atomic Drop Show for letting me come on here and do this. And I'm just telling all the fans, you, brother, yourself, I hope to see you there. I know you're going to be there, $1 beers. Just don't miss this show, man. You're going to regret it, man, because you're going to be seeing it on, on, on the Internet, the pictures. That's you're going to go, man, I should have went to that show. It's going to be one night, one night. I mean, we're going to do shows a lot every every month or every other month, but you can't you can't miss Massage, man. Massage is one of a kind, brother. You can't miss me and Massage going to the ring because we do it like no one else does it. So July 17th, all the XWW fans, and in general, all the Southern California fans, up north, everywhere you're at, San Diego, wherever you're at, you know, TJ, come down July 17, 2010, and come see Mr. California, Masada, Rick Ellis, Amos the Strangler, Quiet, U2, like Chaos, all the boys, brother, come and see us, man. You have a good time, $1 beers. You're going to see everything. You see from technical lessons to hard hitting, Japanese style, to the sick deathmatch, brutal, ultra violent style that we do. So, brother, I'd like to thank the Atomic Drop Show, and just be there, man. July 17, thank you very much, brother. I'll see you Saturday, Saturday night, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. So, Mr. California from Extreme World Wrestling, Ultra Violent Revenge, that is going down this Saturday night, once again, July 17th, 4542, North Peck Road in El Monte, California, Masada, Mr. California, and the main event, Facebook.com slash TheXWWPro, and MySpace.com slash TheXWWPro. WW. That's where you need to go for all of your information on that show. I'm telling you, this is a can't miss show. If you are in the Southern California area, come stop support XWW just to support um, local wrestling in general. I will be there partaking some of that dollar bill for sure. I will be there. Uh, so come over, say, say hi to me, and say hi to Mr. California as well. It should be a great time. I know I'm going to be there. Do not miss it. It seems like. Between these two shows here, I mean, the the Southern California scene is pretty much loaded right now, dude. We, we have XWW, we have the Fit Pit, we have the, everything going on with the NWA out that's out here. It seems like a SoCal scene is heating up more so than any of the, uh, you know, of, of the wrestling fans out there in uh, 
in in New York, which my co-host, he, he, he said was going to be a little late, but I'm not sure where he is at the very moment. But, you know, that's fine. We're about 35 minutes, and if he, if he calls in, that's fine. If not, then that's cool. But, yeah, so SoCal, folks, if you live in the SoCal area, and if you are a wrestling fan, which you should be if you're listening to the show, you need to support XWW, support the Fit Pit, support uh, SoCal, the independent scene, just independent wrestling in general, wherever you are. We're going to put up links to both of those shows coming up. As the uh, as the days approaches to this weekend, big shout out to GQ Money and Mr. California for calling in uh, on tonight's show. Now, getting back to the Money in the Bank pay per view from WWE, we have Teddy DiBiase vs. Jericho, Edge, Miz, Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Randy Orton, and Mark Kennedy in the in the Raw version of the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm telling you something right now. I'm telling you this: the Miz can really. Uh, I, I, I genuinely see The Miz winning the Raw version of the Money in the Bank match and going on to, you know, to, to become Mr. Money in the Bank and cashing it in and really um, becoming WWE champion. I, I, I think that over the past few weeks we've seen a subtle transformation of, of The Miz where he's, he, he went from this heel of – he went from being this heel that that was always good for a few laughs whenever he delivered a promo to really toning down his his, his promo promo style, kind of speaking a little bit softly, not whispering of course, but not really going over the top of this. I'm the Miz and I'm awesome line. He 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 definitely has made the necessary changes, and and he's he's. Improved in, in the ring immensely, and I think that he can uh, he can really just dominate the main event scene in WWE for for years to come. In fact, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say by SummerSlam next year, that's in one year's time, the Miz will be a bona fide main eventer. I think so. I'm 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 calling it, uh, and, and it'll either be between Randy Orton. Or the Miz, and trust me, Randy Orton is my guy. I I still love Randy Orton, you know, just like I I, I did six months ago, just like I, I did a year ago. Randy Orton is my guy, but I'm gonna pick the Miz because the Miz has grown on me quite a bit, and so yeah, Raw's Money in the Bank ladder match shaping up to be just a very good match, man. Hopefully, SmackDowns will do the same. But now we have a caller. I'm going to assume that this is a Skype call. It's either a Skype call or a block number or an international call from the 000 area code. pretty sure that doesn't exist. But, mysterious phone number, you're on the air. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, just in time. I have arrived back with 20 minutes left to fully tell you about two movies that I've discovered that I've seen on TV. And I'm here to give you 
just in time. Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right now that you firmly established what the glory hog you are to, to take up to take up literally two minutes of show time to do your little fancy intro, interrupting the, the general flow of the show. Uh, that, that and you interrupted it just in the process, and uh, that really shows what kind of man you are. But I should pretty much expect that, Justin. How are you doing 40 minutes late into the I'm, show? I'm doing very well. I apologize for my lateness. I had some uh, personal difficulties I needed to attend to, a couple situations on my computer. But everything is now back up to order, and I'm here to give you two movie reviews. Two movie reviews? Justin, I, I tell you what. Can we get to those movie reviews in just a second? Because you have a caller on the air right now. Yes. Yes, we can. Okay, I promise. We're going to get back to the movie reviews. I mean, wow, now it, I kind of feel like like that big intro is kind of wasted because, you know... We well, I can always play it again later. Please don't. Anyway, we have a caller from the 773 area code. I believe it's a new caller. 773, you're on the air. Please state your name and where you're from. Hey, this is uh, Marvin Hermanstein from Pro Jason Powell, ProWrestling.net. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How's it going, Marvin? Well, everything's going good, man. Just uh, kicking back, watching the All Star game. Uh, I currently don't have that on, but who's up right now? The the, the uh, National League or the American League? It's uh, still at zero, bottom out of four. Okay, who are you going for anyway? Uh, the NL hasn't won in 13 years, and man, they really need a win here. Man, they got the pitching to back it up, but some somehow it may be like a three, maybe two to nothing. AL they'll still uh, take this one here and win. Now, okay, seven seven three. That's the Chicago area code, right? Yeah. All right, so you you got to tell me, uh, White Sox or Cubs? Oh, I'm a South Sider for life, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, man. The Cubbies, I'm sorry. I despise the Cubbies. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't do it. Hey, no, you, man, you're, I... you're burning me now, man, because I'm a Tigers fan. So right now we already got beef. <laughs> yeah, but let's get right. a little yeah, let's get a little more in our in the wrestling discussion. Uh, we want to talk a little more about the uh, money in the bank match for both brands and how I'll uh, have some special columns on uh, ProWrestling.net later on this week. About my Actually, it would be my confidence uh, ratings for the matches. All right. All right, so, well, Kyle, please go well, first. I, I already broke down in uh, some detail Raw's money in the bank ladder match, but, of course, you... Marvin, you you cover SmackDown for ProWrestling.net, and they filled the final two slots for, for that matchup this past Friday night. Uh, what do you make of um, of the lineup for that match so, so far, and just the whole card in general? Overall, overall, the card looks pretty strong on paper. Uh, with the addition of the Divas matches, it kind of really does like 
it's, it's an after it's an afterthought. You know, if anybody wants piss breaks here, there you go. You have two of them right there. But as far as the uh, SmackDown Money in the Bank match itself, uh, it looks pretty good, even though it doesn't have all the star power as the Raw as the uh, Raw Money in the Bank match. But this match has potential to do well because you have, of course, you have veterans like Matt Hardy and Christian has never tasted the world title, and then you have a whole bunch of young guys, including the return of Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, uh, Kingston in the match. So it should be a pretty good match, and I'm still, you know, trying to put the column together so I can have it ready by the end of the week. Well, that seems like a very interesting read right there. I look forward to actually uh, reading that and hopefully maybe even giving a little mini-review. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give some of my personal spoilers away because when I actually did the... Uh, when I actually did a confidence review back in March for WrestleMania, and I had Jack Swagger pretty high on my list. Actually, I had him number three in my list, and I received tons of emails. Thought I was crazy because before he before he even won the matchup, he was getting booked pretty weak, and people thought I was just really you know losing my mind. And I had Kofi Kingston pretty low on the list. Uh, I mean, I like Kingston, but I mean at the time, I just figured that you know he didn't have really that much of a chance to win the match because he was going to have his couple of high spots in the match. And then, you know, that's the highlight of him in that particular match. But now, now with this, now with the SmackDown brand here, I have pretty much, I'll have him, I'll, I can tell you I'll have him at least in my top four as far as winning the match, but I don't have him absolutely winning the match. Like, I don't, like I said, I just have, I don't want to give out any personal spoilers of mine. There's not any inside information or anything, but I think I have some pretty good predictions on who will win this match. See, but here's the thing, though, about Kofi. I mean, Kofi was having a nice, pretty tight feud with Orton, and then all of a sudden, as soon as that feud ended, he fell right back down to the bottom of the roster, and then he's just hanging out there pretty much almost with, like, Carlito standards. He's just chilling right there. He's not really doing anything, and he's probably the most underutilized person out there in the roster. Uh, understandable, but at the same time, he was already on a on a loaded Raw roster, and there was just no way he was going to get beyond the mid-card. I mean, man, yeah, he has upper mid-card potential now that he's on SmackDown and possibly, you know, the main event because SmackDown is pretty mid-card heavy. But, yeah, he was just stuck on Raw, and there were just too many baby faces. And, of course, Cena, Wharton, Shawn Michaels at the time, but, you know, now that he's gone, you know, it's... You know, both brands are pretty heel heavy if you look at it, if you look at it from a real standpoint. So I think he has, well, you know, he has a good chance to win the match, but I just, I just don't, I can't pick him right now. Maybe, maybe next year, but I don't see, I don't see it happening on summer. Well, my opinion is, it, when do you think? Who do you think will actually get a uh, title run before? Will Kofi beat John Morrison, or will Morrison beat uh, Kofi Kingston? I see, I see Kingston becoming a world champion before Morrison, and I just completely, really? and, and yes, and I say that just for just you know based off last night. If you watch Raw last night, Morrison, oh, man. Or, Morrison is terrible. No, I'm sorry, he's atrocious on the mic. I mean, I thought I was listening to Cena all over again with the lame ass jokes, but man, man, Brian G really gave him some crap to come out there with. Man, it was just. Man, unless unless Morrison can fix up his mic skills, I don't see him going beyond the mid card. I mean, Jason said it on the site. Rich uh, Rich Toilet has said it also, and I I just have to agree with both of them. I mean, Morrison's mic work is just terrible. I, it's I, true, maybe, but that's maybe, probably like 
Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're, no, you're good. No, I just, I think maybe it's just because his babyface character is getting pretty stale. So you know, a heel turn may, you know, may work in his favor, but I mean, his mic work overall is just still pretty bad. Well, if you remember back in ECW, though, he cut some really nasty uh, promos as a heel in ECW, but as soon as he turned face, his promos just have been lacking and whatnot. He's probably better off as a heel doing commentary over the mic than being a babyface doing heel, or uh, babyface doing uh, commentary. Oh, no, I mean, no doubt. I mean, I, I like Morrison as a performer. I mean, just like I said, he, he has main event, you know, talent ring-wise, but then the mic work just as a babyface just really does not work in his favor, and and Putting him on Raw had to be one of the worst uh, had to be one of the worst moves of this draft this year. I mean, me and Chris Shore, you know, got a little more in depth about it when we did the uh, water cooler column after the draft. And John Morrison going to Raw was just I don't know that was just a death wish because Morrison is absolutely doing nothing, you know, nothing on the Raw. He's he's in a feud with Ted DiBiase, and both of you guys are you know struggling to get over and. You know him as a babyface and just the corny ass jokes. I'm like, man, it's just it's really killing his character. And then the next beat the shit out of him, so that doesn't really, you know, does do any favors for him. You 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 mentioned just how the move for John Morrison to Raw was was probably one of the worst moves in the draft. What what are are your thoughts about just how babyfaces? Um, need need to be really really strong and and have a lot of heat behind them before they're drafted to to Raw Band. Like, okay, say you have John Morrison and you have guys like well up until about a month ago Evan Bourne, um, where 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 they they weren't in a high profile position, you know. Uh, on on another brand, and then suddenly they're moved over to, to Raw with, with where you know sure there's there's a bigger spotlight, but there's also more pressure and it's more crowded as far as you know the main event scene on Raw is very very top heavy. It's very crowded. You 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 have all this main event talent. I mean, what do you think about just having all these young guys kind of being? Uh, being uh, built up on SmackDown before they're moved up to Raw. I think I think SmackDown just benefits them, you know, a lot because I mean, as long, I mean, when you look at when you look at the Raw roster, as you said, it's full of main event talent. You have good quality heels, yeah. and then you have, you know, your primary baby faces, which is I'll, I'm probably will just say Orton is the top baby face on Raw now, and then then Cena second, just because you know you have. You have, you know, the anti-Cena haters that are, you know, boo him or what. I mean, sure, I'm not a fan of his either, but, you know, he's still over with the target demographic that they're looking for, which is, you know, the kids and the teenagers. But as far as, like, just trying to work on Raw as a top baby face, it's just it's going to be a struggle because, I mean, the, the best time right now to take advantage is right now because Triple H is still out. He'll be out, you know, for a couple more months even though he was slated to come back around SummerSlam time. But, you know, once Triple H comes back, you have Triple H, Cena, and Orton, and anybody else is just, is just dumped in a, just dumped in a mid-card until another injury occurs, not wishing upon an injury, of course. So 
I just think it's kind of a you know a difficult you know it's pretty difficult trying to get over as a baby face when you have three you know at least stars on the uh, elite veterans on the brand. Very very true. What do you think of uh, Cody Rhodes' new gimmick where he, he's he's calling himself Dashing Cody Rhodes? I'm pretty neutral with this new gimmick. I mean, like, it's primarily covering SmackDown. Like, I like his ring talent, and the gimmick really gives him a little spice to his character because when he was in Legacy with DiBiase, uh, you know, the, the, as tag, as, you know, as a tag team, they were, you know, they were great, but eventually when they split him up via the draft, I think Cole's, I think Rose just needed a little more enthusiasm and just a little tweak to his character. Overall, it's an okay character, but the whole dashing thing and staring at himself in the staring himself in the in the lights and doing a little Colgate smile, it'll it'll get stale, you know, pretty quickly and whatnot. And I don't want to. And I mean, I see some potential in Rose as a singles guy, but nothing more than upper mid card. I don't see him as a main event guy. Another column spoiler: I don't. I you know he's not going to be in the top four. Obviously, he's. He may have his moments in the match, but I, I can say between the eight guys, he's probably at least five to five to seven because I know he's not. He won't be dead last in it. So, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, um, Marvin, did you have any questions for us? Anything? I, I know I'm asking you a lot of questions here, but did you have any other? Uh, comments or anything, I mean, whether it's SmackDown related or, or NXT or, or Raw from last night? Oh, no. Uh, well, particularly Raw, I mean, Raw overall was, you know, it was a pretty lackluster show. I'm not going to just completely shit on the show, but, I mean, particularly the guest host gimmick has to go. I mean, I will, I will expect them just to have maybe a handful more guest hosts, and then this whole thing dies at least sometime in the fall because it's getting pretty stiff. And, and the ratings are, you know, struggling. The ratings for Raw last night was a 3.2, which was down from the 3.5 that they had last week. So the guest host gimmick, I mean, the viewers obviously, you know, they're obviously, you know, saying something like, you know, it, it's not doing nothing for us. And then the, the campy comedy is just garbage. And it just really needs to go or whatnot. But, but as far as anything else, uh, check this, like I said, just check out uh, ProWrestling.net around Thursday or Friday and look out for my uh, confidence columns for both Money in the Bank matches. I'll probably have Raw first and then SmackDown uh, the next day or whatnot, and then I'll uh, probably be featured on the site uh, most likely it's no later than Friday, maybe Saturday or whatnot. I will definitely be on the lookout for, for that. I always read your stuff on ProWrestling.net for all of, of, of your columns and everything that you do. Head on over to ProWrestling.net. Marvin, thanks again for the time. We have to do this again, buddy. All right, no, no problem, man. All right, buddy. Yep. Thanks, man. Marvin Ernstein from ProWrestling.net. You know, I always, always like to get special guest columnists in. Definitely so. You, you know what? I'm I'm not sure how, how much of the uh, of the show you actually you actually got to uh, got to listen to, but we had uh, two surprise calls. One one Mr. California from XWW. He uh, he was on last week, of course, but he, he came on when we're trying to talk about his show last his show kind of this Saturday night. And we had GQ Money, a person that I haven't even talked to for any for a year. I did an interview with them for the XPW show. 
uh, last last August, and so he made a surprise call in at, at the top of the show. So we've had a few surprise callers call in, um, but we actually have Speaking one more surprise, call. One more. We we have one more call from the one 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 area code. I this is either I international or. Uh, it, it, it might be a Skype call. One one one, you're on the air. Please state your name and where you're from. Hello. It's a Skype call, international call, long distance. Maybe just someone who wants to listen. All right. All right, Kyle. So much for yes. So well, we got three minutes left in the show, and I wanted to ask you for your quick opinion on uh, how raw was for you. Well, I talked about that a little bit earlier on. I think that, of course, you know what you're going to get when it comes to the, these guest hosts. You know that it's going to be some some campy comedy, and and everything like that. Um. You know, you take the bad with the good, but I think just on, on the whole, they built quite nicely to the money in the bank pay-per-view, especially with the eight guys in the money in the bank ladder match. Um, I'm not too sure that I like John Cena and Sheamus teaming up at the very end of the match, uh, at the end of, of the night. I mean, that doesn't really spell much dissension or much hype around the steel cage match at the pay-per-view this Sunday, but... It shows that Nexus is a dominant force in, in the company, and that even bitter enemies will will band together to fight off this powerful group in the Nexus. So, just overall, it's a pretty good show. But by the way, before you say anything else, for for that last call, that one 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 area code, whether it's a Skype or international call or whatever, if you want to talk, press one on your phone or on your Skype window now to let us know that you want to talk. If not, then we'll just leave you alone. But if you want to talk, then just press one, just press one on your, um, on your phone or on your dial. So there you go. All right, Justin, what did you think of Raw last night? I thought Raw was pretty good, and I just wanted to uh, say that also I was right. There are more catchphrases out there, which I did call. More catchphrases? The, the catchphrases for the mysterious Raw GM. Oh, right. Yeah, right. right, right, right. Cause you Last said night. that there, that there's not enough catchphrases, but evidently there's still Roddy Piper catchphrases out there, and before you know it, you're going to hear a Honky Tonk Man reference. Oh, what? I was going to say, he, he, he's the greatest, inter, the greatest uh, anonymous GM of all time. Damn Skippy. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Roddy Roddy Piper was the, uh, was the, GM that that was teased last night. Um, I don't know. Okay, we got one minute left. You know what? We, we certainly do have one one minute left, guys. I have to let you know. If you do not want to have your voice heard on, on the air like this one 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 area code person didn't have, didn't want their voice on the air either way, but if you want to be a part of the show just in, in any way possible, just get a hold of us through our email, atomicdrop at myway.com. Send us an email. Send us your thoughts on what's going on in the business, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, TNA, whatever. Or, just, yes. or find us out on Facebook, too, as well. 
search Kyle Cruz or Just in Time. We are on Facebook as well, our YouTube account. You, you know the score there. Our Twitter's account, Twitter accounts, they're also listed on our Facebook as well. Um, plus, quick shout-out shout to Steel Cage Radio, steelcageradio.com. They should have shows posted in, in the next couple of days. Love those guys, the General John and Dee Dee, as we're down to 15 seconds left. All right. Uh, sadly, next week I will not be able to join you. I made a mistake, as I stated last week. But for Kyle Cruz, I'm time, and I'll see you in 14 days. Stay tuned for the after show. And we are in the after party show. Certainly in the after party, just in time, alongside myself, Kyle Cruz. And so now, Justin, the floor wait is minute, yours. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. Did, did, we, did we talk about JR's uh, no opening and JR's new opening? No, I, I wanted to get to that earlier on, but we had uh, quite a few callers that that took up some time, and so I didn't really get a chance to to discuss that. Um, I know, I know that you, you didn't say anything about this, which probably meant that you really didn't notice, but JR's voice was removed from the WWE signature, which is at the beginning well, of every okay, single show. Well, okay, here's the thing about that. I, yeah. was, I was 15 minutes late in, uh, to get to watch Raw last night. Okay. That's okay. why I wasn't able to report that, but after the last 15 minutes, it Raw just kind of dragged on and on and on and on. Okay. All right. Well, basically, uh, I'm going to play two clips. This is what the, the, the old opening used to sound like, the one with, with JR. Here's how it went. Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Look at that here. Andre, the giant Everyone has a price for it. So he pretty much says, "My God, and the world is watching." And and the world is watching. I I can attest to this fact. Every single time I've been to a WWE show within the past three years, and that came on, everybody in the arena said that line. Everybody. Of course, said. everyone can everyone can recite that whole opening. Right. If you're not and a true WWE fan, unless you can recite that whole entire opening. Right. Okay, and so uh, I'm going to try and see if I can play this new opening. I, you know what? Unfortunately, I cannot play it. My switchboard is uh, not frozen. Operating right now. Let me let me uh, try it for you. Try it. Sir, we promised you a great moment here tonight. Classy, the maker of champions. Andre, the giant. Radio. Everyone has uh, a Ladies and gentlemen, it is electric. So not only do you replace JR with the Michael anything Cole. but electric the, the, the anything but electric Michael Cole, but you replace the the world is watching with the champions here. Now look, I I'm not going to to just say, Oh, John Cena sucks. But in this case, you know, two prominent examples of of JR, the best play by play man to ever live. 
when you replace him with Michael Cole and a line by uh, John Cena, it, it certainly uh, takes away. Kyle? Yeah. I don't think we're recording anymore. Yeah, we are, dude. Trust. Really? Yeah. It it happened to me last week, too. Oh, as long as it happened to you last week. Okay, never mind then. Trust me, it's okay. Keep going. No, I, I, uh, you know I'm not used to running the switchboard. No, I, I understand. No, uh, I, it's happened a few times, like back a couple months ago when, when we first discovered that we can do, do this after show thing. It, 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 you know, the same thing happened. So. And it blew okay. our minds. It really did. It really did. Now, a couple months later, we haven't really mastered this whole after show concept anyway, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so you take out the greatest play-by-play voice of all time, Jim Ross, and you know it's it's a little thing, but I I think that that little thing is is just a, yet another subtle but no, no, noticeable dig that the WWE takes against Jim Ross, and I don't really know why they're so hell bent on pushing Jr. out of wrestling fans' minds so bad. I don't get it. I I mean I don't get it either. I mean. JR hasn't done anything bad. Sure, his restaurant flopped, but that's about it. His restaurant didn't flop, dude. They closed it. Well, it it, it just wasn't financially feasible enough. That's all it was. All right. So that's all I'm saying. Can you restart my movie intro, please? Actually, no, I can't because uh, my switchboard is still frozen, so I can't do it. Sweet. All right. Well, well, hey, let me... You already got your time. You, you already took two minutes out of the show to, to play the damn intro, so let's get you on... You admit, with, though, that was, a, that was a pretty sweet intro, though. Do I really have to agree with that? Because I'll be lying. Hey, I, that took me a long time to produce that little intro. And it shows. Because it's big and it's grandeur and it's just like me. I'll have to ask the future Mrs. Time on that. But all right, just in time at the movies makes his time. Yeah, all right, just in time at the movies makes his return after. Good lord, about two and a half years. At least, I think you mean a year and a half. Year and a half, whichever. You still can't uh, get how you still can't get the math right, dude. We Dude, I I made a mistake in thinking I had the overnight this week. That is true. It's really so tell me some slack here. I'm I'm in vacation mode right about now. I'm about T minus seven days away from vacation. Okay. Alright, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Alright, but Alright. Just the time at the movies returns. What are you reviewing tonight on the Atomic Drop Show's After Party? Well, we got two movies we have to review right now. What you got? All right. You have your choice between Steve Austin with The Stranger or John Cena in 12 Rounds. They both sound terrible, but let's go. You, you, <laughs> hell, hell, let's. Let's do the Austin one first. Let's do that. Austin? All right. The Stranger? 
it has a very interesting plot to it. Pretty much a man goes into amnesia and he's trying to regain, try to go back to figure out uh, why he's wanted by the Russian mob and the U.S. government. And the stranger, who is known as the stranger, is played by Steve Austin, obviously, and is uh, slowly going through all the motions of why everybody wants to try to kill him. But he is trying to seek revenge for some apparent reason, because he knows it's the right thing to do against all the people that have done him wrong, who he believes in his gut, that have done him unjustice. Okay, sounds like an okay premise. The movie sucked. Okay, well, I'm not surprised. I what was it? What did I tell you before? Uh, IMDb.com gave the movie was it like a four out of like four and a half stars out of ten? Yeah, that's still an F. That's not good at all. That's pretty much what I give this movie. I'm I'm, I'm on par with IMDb, Damn, which is dude. known as the Internet Movie Database for all you uh, geeks and nerds out there. If they were a geeky nerd, wouldn't they actually know what that stood for? Well, not unless they're a noob. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so what about 12 rounds? How about 12 rounds? 12 rounds. John Cena. All right, the movie 12 rounds, apparently pretty much everybody knows, is John Cena has uh, 12 situations that he needs to try to avoid or to try to stop foil. And the opening scene, well, actually, within the first 15 minutes, I was blown away. Okay. Okay. I was blown away because John Cena's character actually has a pet pug in there. Pet pug? A pet pug. Wait, is is he he uh, he's channeling Alex the pug? Uh, oh, God. What was that fool's name? This guy was is like an old school wrestler. Well, not old school, but a guy from like 1996 called like Alex the Alex the Pug. Uh, keep talking. I'll think of it. All right, and pretty much he uh, seeing the pug table scraps, and he tries to make the pug into the most ferocious pug living on the face of the planet. Alex the Pug Porto. Sorry. And where did he reside from? Please tell me the kennel. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not. He did not hail from the kennel. He was from Bossier City, Louisiana. Sweet. And where was he? And uh, was he WWE or WCW? Oh, he was best known for his stint in the World Wrestling Federation is Alex the Pug Porto between 1996 and early 1997. Funny. I really do not remember him. Well, he was one of those guys like the goon where... Oh, him. Yeah. And and, and like just Joe. Who? Remember him? Exactly. Just, just Joe. Just Joe. Yeah, I mean, he was a good dude. That was an awesome gimmick, by the way. But we're trailing off here from 12 rounds. 
Okay, sorry. sorry. Forgive me to to uh, to want to trail off conversation about John Cena, but all right. He had a pug. Keep going. Yep. He fed the pug, trying to make it into the most ferocious pug of all times. <laughs> really, dude? Are you serious? Seriously. And then he tries to go around and tries to uh, foil this evil Duger because he put him behind bars and he escaped from jail. And now he's trying to make John John Cena's life a miserable living hell. Actually, I would give this movie uh, probably about eight and a half stars. Out of ten? Out of ten. The only reason I give it that much is because it was worthy of a nine, minus his girlfriend in the last ten minutes of the whole movie. Possibly the worst possible acting voiceover job ever created by man. That bad? It was horrible. All she kept doing was whining and complaining about uh, being in a helicopter and trying to land the helicopter that's on fire. And they never mentioned what her job was at all. But coming to find out, she is a helicopter pilot. Wait a minute. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but some person named Ashley Scott played his girlfriend, right? Yes. All right. I don't know. I'm looking here, and this probably has nothing to do with their acting ability, but Ashley Scott's kind of hot. Well, granted, she might be, but the acting was just piss poor horrible. I even had the future Mrs. Time walk in and say, wow, she sucks. Man, man, I hope she does. And (laughs) And she just walked in through the door when I was watching this. Saw just enough of the movie's... she said, I hope the whole rest of the movie wasn't like this for you. Well. Yeah, dude. I don't know much about that, but she's just kind of hot. So that's all that really matters to me. Dude, so I think it, it, if I ever watch 12 rounds, then I will just watch the whole thing with the sound off. So, so, so I can avoid just her horrible acting and then just look at her. Well, here's the best part, though. I saw the unrated version. Oh, really? I did. I saw how the director wanted us to see it. And we actually got to hear John Cena say, fuck you. Like John Cena swore? John Cena swore. Okay, so then I bet... Well, wait, wait, wait. That's not fair. John, John Cena swore, so he should be fired. You In a movie. I mean? That was rated R. See, if a movie is rated R, if a WWE Studios movie is rated R, why is a TV show for kids? Why is that mug PG? Mostly because they cut out the fuck you part, obviously, so then uh, kids can still watch in theater. Dude, I don't think that that was actually in theaters. 
12 rounds was in the theaters. Was it? It was. No, Check it out. Dude. Nah. I swear to God. I swear to God. That was a theater so. movie. It was no. a theater movie. Yes. I don't think it was a theater movie. Let's you better check it. Oh, because Greek. Okay. Sorry. 12 Rounds was in the theaters. I was thinking about the Marine, so, too. So, so does that mean I was right? No, it means that I was wrong. And I was... Lucky that correct. you... You were lucky that you happened to catch me being wrong. That's all I'm going to say. And that would make you be wrong and me be... Lucky that you caught me being wrong. What's another word for lucky? When you say lucky, do you mean like getting lucky or like... What do you mean? When one person is wrong, the other person is... When one person is wrong, the other person is... Just say it so we can move on. Nah, that's okay. We can move on anyway. Fair enough. But, yes, but the ratings for Raw came in, if you haven't checked them yet. Yep, 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 yep. I did see, did see them. Give me some numbers here. They were down. Well, um, Marvin Hervenstein from ProWrestling.net, he did say that Raw got a 3.2. I I read that it was actually a 3.32, but let me see. Let me see what what the official ratings were. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh, oh, did we even talk okay. about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, go I ahead. was going... All right, here we go. Monday's WWE Raw scored a 3.32 rating, which is down from the 3.4 rating the show produced the week before. Monday's show had an average of 4.8 million viewers, which is equal to the viewership last week. So it was slightly down. Slightly down. Well, the, this NXT storyline is still trying to pick up here. Well... The second hour, it's just though. Getting... Yes. Well, the 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 second hour of, of Raw had a three point five one rating, so a three point five one. So that's actually a pretty good sign of, of you know of the whole John Cena versus Nexus matchup and and, and just the whole uh, feud between Nexus and the WWE roster. Now, dude, okay, I, you and I talked about this really quick last, last night. Yeah. What did you think of that RKO? Talked about that a little bit earlier on as well, but that RKO, uh, dude, that was beautiful, man. Uh, didn't I tell I, you? I that was... Go ahead, dude. I had to call you when I first saw that, man. I said, oh, my God in heaven. That was probably the most perfectly timed RKO ever. You are absolutely right because, um, man, wow. Unexpected. And I've read 
that the camera angle for the RKO, like in, in live action, was kind of messed up. They 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 didn't go to a wide shot, which which would have made the moment that much better. Well, here's my thing with that. There is such a small margin for error in that type of setting. Imagine if there was a botch. You know, if the Mocking camera mania. caught. Gotta love Matthew. No, like. He's a guy that does the videos. He's a good dude. I know. Awesome dude. Props to him. Yes. Indeed. Um, by the way, dude, I got to show you a promo off the air. This was like 2000 WCW. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Hulk Hogan was supposed to face off against, like, somebody I forget. I think it was, like, Ric Flair. But... They were supposed to go at it in something called a Yappa Pie Indian Strap Match. And Hulk Hogan did this promo where he was like, where he had this strap, and and he and he was like rambling on while while like whipping the floor with with this strap. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. So I gotta show that to you off the air. But um, yeah, dude, if they would have botched that that RKO, then it wouldn't have looked nearly as great, obviously. So I think that the original camera angle was done as an insurance policy, not, you know, to, to really cover cover up a botch if there was one. But it, it, everything was just perfectly timed. I loved everything about that segment with the whole Edge and Randy Orton match and, and everything with the the interference from, from Jericho and, and, and Bourne at the end. Everything was well done. Um, real quick, did you just want to run down the lineup for Money in the Bank and just give our quick predictions? Uh, you run them down since I don't have the card right here in front of me, and I'll give you my predictions. All right. I'll start from the bottom. For the WWE Divas Championship, Alicia Fox, the champion, she's going to be defending her title against Eve Torres. Uh, my money is on Alicia Fox. I'm going to agree with that, especially since Alicia Fox shares the same birthday as I do. Uh, Layla, she will be defending the WWE Women's Championship against Kelly Kelly. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm going with Layla. I think Kelly Kelly's going to win the belt. And that's the shame, because if Kelly Kelly ever wins a title in WWE. But, yeah, I'm a beginner. For the Unified WWE Tag Team Championships, we have the Hart Dynasty, David Hart Smith, and Tyson Kidd along with Natalya. They will take on the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso, along with Tamina. Who you got? The Usos. Yeah, I think the Usos. I think so because I think so too. Know, it's going to start up a nice little feud right there. Well, I mean they're they're, they're already in, 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 entrenched in a nice feud already, but you know uh, the Usos have been really getting some crowd to eat here. I mean, as much as you can get up against the Heart Dynasty, but yeah, I like the U, 
the, the Usos, I think they bring a level of swagger that was missing to the tag team division just as a whole. So, yeah, I like the Usos here. Oh, Rey Mysterio defending the World Heavyweight Championship against the All-American, American Jack Swagger. Who you got? Jack Swagger. Swagger. You think Jack Swagger will win the will win back the title after one month of not having it? Yep. One month after he dropped, Jack Swagger will be gaining back the World Heavyweight Championship according to Justin Tom, according to Kyle Cruz. I'd say Mysterio will hold it probably through SummerSlam. Probably through SummerSlam. I don't know who who the challenger could be, probably we might have to go to the, to the Money in the Bank match to find out. But, yeah, that's what, what I think. I think Mysterio is going to pull it out here at Money in the Bank. In the steel cage match for the WWE Championship, John Cena has one more opportunity to become the champ as he goes up against the WWE Champion, the Celtic Warrior, Seamus. Oh, I'm I'm sticking with Sheamus right here. I'm going to buy into the theory. I'm going to buy into the theory that Nexus has they 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 have some sort of collusion with the WWE champion. I think that Sheamus and Nexus are going to be involved somehow together and I think that Nexus is, is going to cost John Cena the matchup. So Seamus walks out of Money in the Bank as WWE Champion. By the way, do you realize that John Cena is already a nine-time world champion? Yes, I did, mostly because they announced that on WWE programming to help celebrate, what was it, their 100th title reign? Only 36 superstars have held that title, but there's been over 100 reigns or captures. Right. They, and, and it, you know, when you think about it, it's like only 36 people have held the title, but 100 reigns. That's that's not really a, a very good ratio of you know of, of like who who's really held held the belt. I mean, it's like you would really want your title to mean a little bit more, where you where you you would have to triple the the number of guys who held the title as compared to the number of times it, it, it changed hands, and that's kind of a shame, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Moving on. Protection. There you go. Moving on to Money in the Bank, the two ladder matches. We have the SmackDown one first. We have the big show, Matt Hardy, Christian, Kofi Kingston, Dashing Cody Rhodes, Kane, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler, who will be moving on. And grab uh, that briefcase for the SmackDown brand. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kane. Dude, didn't you, you pick Kane like the last two WrestleManias? Fuck you. I'm just saying. Actually, just no, saying. I think I picked Jack Swagger last, or this year. No, no, no. You, you, you didn't pick Jack Swagger. Todd picked Jack Swagger. You didn't pick Jack Swagger, dude. I forget who I picked. Next, you 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 pick somebody like I don't know like oh god 
He probably picked. Man, I'm gonna have to see what the uh, what the lineup for Money in the Bank was this past year. But let's see. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now, by the way, because it's starting to piss me off a little bit. All right. We had Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Drew McIntyre, Christian. You chose Christian. Damn, did I? No, 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 no. Actually, you did pick Kane because Kane was like the last per- – yeah. You picked Kane for like the past two money to make ladder matches, man. I forgot about Well, I'm picking Kane this time around. He's due to win. Fair enough. To each man his own. Maybe the third time will be the charm. You never know. Uh, my pick is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre to win Money in the Bank. I think he's going to claim the briefcase. He's going to go up to face off against Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam. That's what I think. Drew McIntyre has main event level heat. I think he is doing a fantastic job as being one of the top heels on the brand. And uh, while I don't necessarily expect him to cash it in and win, uh, I I still think that Drew McIntyre will go on to win the SmackDown Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, what I'm claiming is the main event, the Raw Money in the Bank ladder match, which is loaded. You have Randy Orton, Mark Henry, John Morrison, Evan Bourne, The Miz, Ted DiBiase, Chris Jericho, and Edge. Good grief. Out of those eight men, who you got? Well, uh, I don't know who I don't know who because this match is pretty much for like like you said WWE title and everyone in that whole category deserves to at least win money at the bank once. I I, I am undecided truthfully. If somebody pulled a gun to your head and said, "Hey, pick one: DiBiase, Jericho, Edge, Miz, Bourne, Morrison, Orton, and Henry," who? Would you choose just under pressure? R- rattle them off one more time. All right, I I tell you what, I'm gonna rattle them off, and then I'm I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. All right, we have Ted right. DiBiase. We have Ted DiBiase, Chris Jericho, Edge, The Miz. Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Mark Henry, and Randy Orton. All right, all right, all right. I'm going with none other than the legend killer, Randy Orton. Definitely a safe pick. I I said that earlier on that it would be between Randy Orton and the man that I'm officially picking right now. I'm going out on him right now, and I'm going to say that. The Miz, no, shut up. The Miz will win money in the bank, and he is going to become Mr. Money in the Bank, and he's going to, like, carry around the briefcase for for a long time before he, he decides to cash it in on John Cena because, you know, he's going to be champion in, like, the next four months anyway. But he's going to cash it in on John Cena, and The Miz will become W. WWE champion within the next 12 months. Because he's the Miz and he is awesome. 
I was hoping that we can get the sound by here, but the switchboard is yeah, it it sucks. It's not good. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you want to add so we can close out this show? I think that's going to be it. But once again, before we go, got to give some love to SteelCageRadio.com. SteelCageRadio.com. Degener and John and always do a good job. They they're saying that they're going to have a new show up in the next few days. We'll, we'll see about that. But uh, stay posted with all of their. Uh, it's all with their show and everything that they're doing there at SteelCageRadio.com. Plus, I need to give a special shout out. Special shout out to my boy Jay Cal at Alliance-Wrestling.com. Uh, he runs the most dedicated fan site to the National Wrestling Alliance, and he's he's become a really cool friend of mine. To my, friend of mine, and he's you know he, he's he's a good dude, and he also runs another show on Block Talk Radio. The he, he runs Alliance Wrestling Radio, so so check him out. Uh, all of his news and the show and everything like that at alliance-wrestling.com. Sounds good. All right. For Kyle Cruz, I'm Justin Time, and I will see you in 14 days. But I'll see you in seven, uh, baby. See you. <laughs>